listening to She Rises, a podcast dedicated to women who are ready to stop settling and start living their lives by design. If you're ready to talk about the stuff that weighs you down and get practical advice on everything from your health, body image, spirituality, relationships, and personal growth, then you're in the right place. Hello, I'm Giovanna Capoza, your host, master coach, spiritual teacher, and mind-body expert, and I'm on a mission to unsettle women all over the world. Are you ready to rise? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. This show was recorded a few years earlier with spiritual teacher and Course in Miracles teacher, Lisa Natoli. She's one of my mentors and one of the teachers that is near and dear to my heart. There was a time um, many years ago when I found myself at such a crossroads and having yet again failed at a relationship, having yet again been enduring a breakup. And it was one of the hardest times to date in my life. And Lisa's teachings, along with her husband, Bill Free, were one of the, I would say, few things that really helped to lift the veil and lift me out of that darkness. And it was a few years ago when I was running a different radio show that I had the opportunity to interview her and her husband, Bill Free, who pops on toward the end of the interview, and really dive into this topic about relationships. I was a uh, self-prescribed love addict. That meant that I was looking for love in all the wrong places, just as the song goes. And when I say love here, I mean love with a small L, right? Not love with a big L that is universal, that is the love that of who we are. I mean love with a small L, trying to fill that empty hole with something outside of myself. So this relationship topic is near and dear to my heart. As I said, Lisa is near and dear to my heart. And I'm so grateful and privileged that I have the opportunity to share this conversation with her and her husband, Bill Free, on She Rises. I really hope you guys enjoy it. And I can't wait to hear what you think of the show. God bless. Lisa Natoli is a Course in Miracles minister and author of the best-selling book, Gorgeous for God. She writes and teaches on the topics of transformation, prayer, abundance, and healing. She is also the co-founder of the not-for-profit organization Teachers of God Foundation, which you can find at teachersofgod.org. And this uh, foundation inspires and encourages and supports individuals to go through the transformation from fear to love. The Teachers of God Foundation offers retreats and workshops and all kinds of online programs, including the free 40-day program and Living Living in Purpose program. The 40-day program, for those of you that are interested, it starts May 1st, so it's coming up. It's a fantastic program. I've done it twice. I am doing it again. It's a fantastic program. It leads you through 40 days of of A Course in Miracles-inspired lessons, and it's really a journey of transformation. Like I said, I've done it twice myself, and it's absolutely transformative. So you can check that out on her website, teachersofgod.org. Lisa's also a Unity Prayer Chaplain and co-hosts a weekly radio show on Unity Online Radio with her hubby and partner, Bill Free, called Living in Joy, Reflections on a Course in Miracle. And this is the show that I have in my ear uh, almost daily, repeating uh, lessons and learning. And so I'm really, really excited to have this very special guest and my teacher on the show today. Welcome, welcome, Lisa, to the show. Uh, Thank you so much, Giovanna. That was just a beautiful opening And I'm so happy to be here today. 
Oh, good. I'm so glad. And like, you know, I said to you the other day when we touched base on Skype, for me, it's such a treat because, you know, I have uh, you and Bill in my ear all the time learning lessons. And I've done the, you know, the 40 day program twice and, you know, ever the student of the course. And it's just such a pleasure to have you here and especially talking about this special topic because it's I find it more and more so important to people to understand and learn how to relate to one another. And that's relationships. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I don't often talk about relationships anymore. And when you asked me to come on the show and talk about them, I thought this is perfect because I've had some dramatic experiences with using A Course in Miracles and transforming every single one of my relationships. And so I'm not sure which direction you would like for this show to go in, but there's everything is a relationship. And I think a lot of people have an idea when they think of relationships of a romantic relationship like there's mm-hmm. this idea from a course in miracles of going from a special relationship to a holy relationship but the truth is everything is relationship everything that's, relationship that's yep and so we can take it any direction you want and i'm just happy to be here Great. Well, fantastic. Yes, absolutely. Everything is relationship. And I think that's why for me, you know, um, absolutely, there's going to be people that are listening in that are wanting to apply this to, let's say, a romantic relationship or um, a partnership of that sort. And there's people that are going to be applying this to other relationships in their lives. But, you know, for me, the topic of relationships, it's it's so important because like you said, every interaction is a relationship. And what I find mostly with the women that I um, speak with and many of my clients, there's, there's such a confusion around relationship because there's, um, you know, there's, there's a, a tending to, to have a loss of self in relationship. And this is where for me, the course has been such an inspiration and such a help for me because uh, the concept this morning that came to me was this whole idea of this love addiction and going outside of ourselves to feel whole, to feel complete, or to get from another. And that's what really fascinates me. And I wonder if you can, you know, elaborate a little bit more on that, because for me, it was such a revelation just to see and understand that in all of my past relationships, there was an element of you know, what are you going to give to me as opposed to what am I going to bring to this? And so if you could talk a little bit about that, that would be beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, when you, when you told me that you had that revelation this morning about love addiction, I immediately started laughing to myself, really, because <laughs> something has changed in me where I see love addiction as a good thing now, and it's not an addiction. But I have this little card that I found years ago and I had been starting to write vision statements for myself and affirmations and this card is a little cartoon of a woman in a bathtub and she's just you can just tell she takes care of herself she's got a cup of coffee and she's got cucumbers on her eyes and she's you know in the bubble bath (laughs) and the quote on the card says, it's simple. I prefer my eggs over easy, my coffee with cream, and my love with reckless abandon. And oh, I, I love that. I know. And when I saw the card, I, I said, that's going to be my model for life from now on, that I'm living this way, the luxurious life in Christ and just totally in love 
with reckless abandon. And that's the opposite of the way that we've been taught because we've been taught we have to protect ourselves. And so this now is coming into a place where, for me, it was all about experimenting with this idea. And uh, I can say I, I had a very similar experience to probably everybody in the world of constantly being in relationships that were not working and being afraid of relationships being taken away from me. And so they were taken away from me. And I just came to this place where I really could see like it has to start with a relationship with myself. And I'm really happy that you started this program with prayer because even though this show is about relationship, I believe everything is about prayer and acknowledging that there is a power and a presence with you and and really coming from that place of feeling that you're not alone. Because I think the difficulty people have with relationships is that they think they're alone and you're not alone. You're absolutely not alone. And a lot of people will say, I'm single. Well, you're not single. Like that's what the separation is. And so to me, the first step in having harmonious relationships that work all the time is to first develop a great relationship with yourself and with God. Whatever that means for anybody listening, you know, but there is a divine presence that is in you, as you, with you. And to just begin to start thinking about that idea first, you know, to really just start with this moment to say, okay, this is the new beginning for me. And I'd like to have relationships that work all the time. And to start to really be willing to do the work, you know, to start to remove all the blocks and the obstacles that you're interposing between you and love's presence. And when the blocks are on, everything starts to flow again. That's beautiful. And I really, you know, I love what I love how you uh, uh, reframed the love addiction. And I think that, you know, the key point there that I see, you know, with myself personally, historically, and with, you know, the clients that I have, it is the lack of relationship to the self. And I guess when I, I got love addiction came to me, it's almost as though there's this element that if you, the relationship with yourself and God is not there, that we lean on another person to fulfill something in us. So the, you know, the course talks about the concept of the special relationship. And I, I love that you said to love with reckless abandon. That's so we, you know, we do want to love with reckless abandon, but it's like loving, loving life and not just loving the special relationship, but loving everyone in that way. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you talked about the blocks and the barriers and, you know, the course talks about not to seek love, but to seek out the barriers that block love. So can you talk a little bit more about how, you know, we could start the journey towards that relationship to self and God and removing those barriers? Mm -hmm. Yes. I really feel that the start is this moment. It's always a moment where you make a decision to have a new life, to think differently, to, to just be different, you know, the, the two people who brought The Course in Miracles into the world, Helen Shuffman and Bill Thetford in 1965, they started with 
them making a decision that they were going to do things differently, that they, Bill had said, there must be a better way. And that's exactly the point that everyone must come to, for example, when they're thinking about their relationships. There must be a better way. And what Bill Thetford realized is that he was the one that had to change, that he was going to change and he was not going to attack anymore. He was going to listen. He was going to respond with love. And from that change in himself, everything around him began to change. And so the way most people think is that other people need to change. So that's the first place is where you just make a decision that you're going to do the work, that you choose to try things differently. And I had a very dramatic example. I mean, I was married once before. This is my second marriage and my last marriage. <laughs> and <laughs> and it's just been incredible to see the difference. And my first husband is an incredible guy. I mean, I love him totally. I bless him. I just wish him well. But when I look at that marriage and all the relationships that I had previous to that compared to this one, it's like night and day. And the difference is, is that I didn't feel complete. I hadn't done the work on myself yet. I was always looking to another person to complete me. And, of course, that's coming from a place of, of lack. And so the only thing that you can experience when you're living in a place of lack is more lack, just more fear. So when we split up and we got divorced, I made a decision, I'm done with relationships. I am never going to be in another relationship again. And I have a teacher who said to me one time, she said, as soon as you say never, you can be sure it's on the way. And... <laughs> I just thought, no, I don't know anything other than relationships that are filled with conflict. I don't want to, I don't want it anymore. And I, I was about 42 at the time. My mom, she just freaked out. She's like, what do you mean you're never going to be in a relationship again? And I just felt like I just would rather be alone. But what happened that summer, that was in 2010, is deep in my heart, I did want to be in a relationship. I mean, some people just, really would prefer to be alone and there's others like myself that just thrive with other people or a partner and and I wanted it in my heart but I didn't think it was possible and I just know though that A Course in Miracles says ask for what you want in your heart and that's what I did and I, I started that summer acting as if I had the perfect relationship and I started saying to myself, I didn't tell anybody this, that Jesus was my boyfriend. <laughs> started really thinking about that I was with the most amazing partner ever. And I, I really thought about what does that mean for me? And I imagined that I felt beautiful. I never felt beautiful before. I felt complete and whole. And I started carrying myself different in life. You know, I felt like if I'm in a partnership, I'll go outside in nature more. I'll I'll go out to dinner more. I'll accept social invitations. So what I did was I immediately started doing those things. You know, I changed the way I dressed. 
I started really taking care of myself. And I got to the place of feeling so happy with my life. I mean, I started accepting all these invitations from friends in Boston. And I thought, wow, I don't want a relationship anymore. Like, I am so happy with my life. I love my life. And that's when the relationship came. And Bill, my husband, he was there all along. He was he was there from the beginning, and I just didn't see him as a partner. I just thought, oh, this is this guy is really great. And but one day, I I really could see I was in love with him, and he had the same experience of feeling totally complete himself and not needing a relationship. And and that's when the relationship will come together when you don't need it or want it anymore. You feel whole and complete in yourself. And then you begin attracting other people who are also experiencing their own completeness and wholeness. I love that you touched on that because that is essentially the work that we have to do is to come to a place of wholeness and completion within ourselves so that our life is so full, so that we are so full of love that you know, our our cup runneth over, so to speak, that we're we're just out there loving ourselves and life and having this relationship with spirit and just then that, you know, then that other relationship can come because otherwise we are entering into partnerships that, you know, if we're coming from an incomplete space, then we're always seeking for someone or something even outside of ourselves. It could be a relationship. It could be a cupcake. It could be you know, alcohol, it could be anything. It's that looking outside of yourself to form that completion that really is the work that you do within. So I love that you touched on, uh, that you brought that up because I actually remember hearing you speak on that in a podcast about how you began to act as if, you know, you are already full and complete. So not to wait for a partner to do those things. You just, you did them anyway. Exactly. Well, there's one thing I always tell people when they ask me about relationships is a line from the Vortex from Abraham Hicks is, I remember reading in their book, The Vortex, this idea that if you are in a relationship that's difficult, then here's the thing to do. And they said, don't tell anybody you're doing this, just do it. They said, decide on the vibration that you want to live in and go there today. So the vibration that I wanted to live in was joy just joy and freedom. And what I was doing in my relationships was hanging out in the vibration of conflict. So whatever my partner was doing, I would always join him in that place. And when I read that, I thought, okay, I can do that. And it and it says, and don't move back down to that other vibration. And it said, your partner will do one of two things when you start to live in a new frequency. They will either join you in the new frequency where you are or they will fall away from your experience. So I just experimented with that idea. I just thought, okay, I'm going to make a decision today to be the way I want to be and not depend on somebody else anymore. That I'm going to live in the full expression of myself, happy, creative, authentic, expressive, and the relationship fell apart very quickly. It first got even more conflictual than ever before, and I just wouldn't go there. I just kept really, it was like a game I was playing almost, and I just kept just seeing him as complete and whole and not having a problem, and 
I didn't see any anything other than just love. And I would not participate in the conflict. And but I and I didn't yep. out around the conflict either. I would say, okay, well, I'm going to go now, and I would just leave. I would just go do something else. I wouldn't hang out and listen to any stories anymore. And so it really is a decision that everyone has to make that they are going to live in gratitude and enjoy, not needing anything else, and allow everything to find you. You know, my friend Max, he says, he, he told me this years ago, but he said, draw your circle and stand in it and let everything come to you. Don't go outside the circle anymore seeking for a relationship or a job or what you want. Just stand here and allow everything to come into your circle. And and that's what that's how I live my life. You know, I really just live in joy and everything I need comes to me. You know, that's a very good point that you mentioned about, I, I love that uh, line from the Vortex, you know, about staying in that high vibration. And I think this is where so many of us that don't have the course or are still new in the course, uh, as, as I have been in these last few years, you know, it's that when you when you get into the conflict and you have the, you know, person outside of you in equally in that conflict and, and it's like, Sometimes I, I've had the experience where, you know, it's it's just like it's like this runaway train. Like you're outside of your body and you could see it happening, and it's like, wait a second, this is going this is going way off the rails here. But it's almost like you're so in it that you can't get out of it. So how do you have any you know tips or any quick mind shifts um, that you can speak to about getting in that high vibration? Because you're right, if you can if you can elevate your vibration then, you know, this is where the whole concept of, you know, my, my mentor told me years ago, this, and I don't know where the line is from, but that we're all just walking each other home. Mm -hmm. And I love that because if you could raise your vibration, then you allow the other person that opportunity. Or like you said, the relationship falls away. So how could we do this? How could we start to make this mind shift to be out of that grievance or out of the conflict? Yeah, that's a really good question. Well, the first thing I, I just want to say for anyone who is listening for the first time and has never heard of A Course in Miracles, I highly suggest it. It is the most brilliant, amazing path to transformation. It's very fast, and it's contained in a book. And I, I just highly suggest for anybody just to really rush out and get a copy. But what the training of any transformation is to be willing to allow the blocks and the obstacles to come into your awareness. So what most people do when conflict comes up is they try to fix it. They try to move away from it. They try to be positive about it. They try to put a happy spin on it. But the real transformation is where you're standing in the middle of the conflict and you know how to center yourself still. Like you know how to shift your vision to see the situation and the person differently. Because... What is the real work is to keep finding like all these points of depression, anger, fear, and have it come right into your, right in your face, and then to dissolve it with forgiveness. And so for me, you know, it's, there's still times in, in my own relationships where, like you said, very well, things go off the rail. And wow. so the practice then is just to stay centered. And when you find yourself moving off your center, you will know it immediately by the way you feel. 
You will immediately feel confused and fearful and in doubt. And so you start to develop a practice where you're able to bring yourself back to that center quicker. So where before maybe you would stay off your center for a week or a month. Some people stay off their center for years. All of a sudden, it just gets faster and faster. And so you're able to stand in front of anybody, no matter what they're doing. They could just be telling you you're an idiot. Why did you do that? Explain yourself. I'm leaving you. I want a divorce. Whatever. You're able to just stand there and remember the truth. This is my brother who I love. And that's what it means to love with reckless abandon. And, you know, it really is a process of differentiating between ego love and the love of God. So ego love just tries to get. It just lives in lack and needs other bodies and other people to feel like it's okay. But see, you'll you'll recognize you never are actually okay. You're always in fear that it's going to be taken away. That's ego love. The love of God is constant. And that's why it's so important to develop that relationship with God. And of course, a miracle says you have one relationship, and it's with God. And that's your relationship with yourself. You know, in the Bible, it's described as the relationship between the Father and the Son. And once you get that relationship right and that becomes your priority, all your relationships will automatically start working. So what everyone's trying to do is make that relationship work and make that person change and, you know, hope that relationship works out. And my suggestion is just to forget about all of that and to just allow yourself to be transformed by the renewing of your mind and ask for Christ's vision, to ask to see these people in your life with the love of God. And when you start seeing people in that way, you respond differently. And suddenly it's just it's all the relationships begin to start working. Wonderful. Yeah, I love that you brought up the concept that to be willing, be willing to allow yourself to see what the blocks or the conflicts are or the irritation or whatever it is that the trigger is to allow yourself to see it and and to not sweep it under the rug. And this is what I, I love so much about the course is that it's it's really a course in in how to forgive, right? And how to and how to see, change your vision and, and see the truth. And I love that um you know Marianne Williamson who's you know brought the course very much into mainstream who I absolutely love as well and she has this, uh, the concept of the mystical third. And I, I wonder if you could talk about that a little bit and, and the invitation and inviting in, you know, spirit, your guide, Holy Spirit into all of your relationships and situations, but more particularly in this, you know, partnership or let's say, you know, your special relationship for, for lack of a better, better term. Yeah, I love I love that. I've never heard that term before, the mystical third, but that's oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it is. And you know, one of the things that you do have to do is you do have to invite the Holy Spirit in. You have to invite this experience. So what most people are doing is waiting. They're waiting for something to change. And the first point of change is inviting the Holy Spirit in. And again, whatever term somebody wants to use in the beginning it it doesn't matter you know any any invitation will do 
where you're calling in a presence and a power. You're acknowledging that there is a divine love with you that absolutely adores you, cares for you, is healing you, is guiding you, and is with you always. Like, that's the first point. And for me, I always suggest to everybody just just to open your mind up and have a direct experience, not based on anything you've ever learned, to allow yourself to have an experience that this power is for real. And then from that point, I, you know, it's true, like to start inviting them into all your relationships. I can remember for years I had a, a problem with my mother, you know, based on a ring. It was this diamond ring. It was her mother's. Her mother had promised it to me and, and didn't tell my mother. And when my mother mother passed, she took the ring and I said, well, Grandma said that was my ring. Well, that little situation caused so much conflict for years for over a ring. And it, it was crazy. And it, for me, it brought up like all this childhood stuff that I felt was repressed and, and she doesn't love me. And it, it just brought up all this stuff. And one day, I suddenly just invited the Holy Spirit in. I said, okay, I don't want this conflict anymore. And I thought to myself, the only thing I want is to have a relationship with my mother again. I don't care about this stupid ring. And and I suddenly, it was like an aha moment where I just released the ring. I released my need to be right. I released everything. I remembered what I wanted which was to be friends with my mom again and to have a really great relationship with her. And I went to her that day. You know, I went to her and I told her that. I said, you know what? I don't want that ring anymore. Give it to Lori or Leslie, my sisters. And all I want is to be your friend again. And we both ended up bawling our eyes out. (laughs) And we've been best friends ever since. We've just been best friends ever since. And she ended up giving me the ring, which I don't even, didn't even want. I don't even know. I think I actually gave it back to her since then. Like, I kept it on my finger for a couple of years. And, but it was just a really good demonstration of releasing, like, what you think you want and ask for what you really want, which if you boil it down, it's going to come to being happy and at peace. And, you know, it's just, it, I love that you brought that up because that's the most important thing is inviting the Holy Spirit in. Mm-hmm. And, and trusting that, you know, I, I remember listening to an audio uh, with you and Bill, and I do see Bill on the line, so I'm not going to put him on the spot. But, Bill, if you if you do want to chime in here at any point, you know, it's star two to raise your hand, and then I'll see you, and you can chime in if you want. But I'm not going to put him on the spot. But I remember hearing a, an audio uh, with you and Bill, and you know, speaking of this, um, inviting in the Holy Spirit into your relationships and, you know, not, and it's not to do that lightly in the sense that we don't see with our eyes what's happening energetically and in spirit right now. But when you do that, something actually does happen. Like it, it is a force that comes in to support and correct and guide and lead the way. And, you know, when I introduce that concept a lot to people, that there is an invitation that is required. It can be such a powerful intention to set for your relationship. I wonder if you can talk a little bit about, you know, there's this whole, you know, of course we have this whole 
there's one end of the of the spectrum that it's like, well, you know, if you're with the right person, it should be easy. You know, it's it just should be easy if you're with the right person. And then there's the other whole school of thought that says, well, you know, your soulmate is going to push up all of your stuff and, and, you know, it's not going to be easy and it, you know, it's tough before it gets easy and all of this. And, and the course talks about love bringing up everything that is unlike itself for the purpose of healing and release. And I, and I find, and this is of course happened to me and with a lot of my clients that I mentor is just in that moment when all of the stuff is coming up is when we often, when relationships often break down or we just give up or we, we just can't do it anymore. And so I wonder if you can touch on that a little bit and how people can actually go that next step. You know, we, we touched on the bit about the conflict, but I wonder if you could speak a little bit about that. Yes, thanks. And yes, if Bill wants to chime in, that would be awesome too. <laughs> but for me, it's... Oh, there he is. He put his hand up. <laughs> Let's have hey, first. Let's un- yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have Bill chime in. Welcome to the call, Bill. Bill is Lisa's partner and husband. Hello, Bill. Hi, thank you. Can you hear me? I can. What a treat to have you on. Oh, good. Yes, I'm enjoying the show very much. And of course, I love, I've always enjoyed listening to Lisa in podcasts or, uh, different programs. That's, I actually began listening to Lisa. We shared a radio show. She was on another show when she was married to her ex-husband, and I just enjoyed listening to her a long time ago before we even met. <laughs> so, and I'm enjoying I'm enjoying this program very much. And I'm just gonna I don't want to like take up a lot of time, but I want to say that the importance of inviting the Holy Spirit into a relationship is is everything because it's it's really actually the course invites us to do that it invites us to invite the holy spirit in to transform this relationship from a special relationship which all relationships start as and it becomes what the course calls the most effective learning device put in the hands of the holy spirit to transform this relationship into a holy relationship where together these two become a formidable force for Jesus to really help to share this message. And and I don't really know what happens at the highest, highest level, but I will say that you really must fasten your seatbelt because this is inviting all of your stuff to come up. And you have to be ready and willing to do the work when you when you invite the Holy Spirit to take ownership of your relationship. And it is the best thing that's ever happened to either one of us, I would say. It does require that you really have, like I heard Lisa saying, it really requires that you have your own connection with God, that your partner doesn't complete you, but you are whole and complete in and of yourself. Your partner doesn't finish you or complete you. She or he, they just complement how God would now use the two of you to go out and share the light that you are. Mm-hmm. Thank you for letting me share. Beautiful. I want to turn it back over to you. Great. Thanks, Bill. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute your line again for your privacy. That was just beautiful, and thank you for sharing that. Um, absolutely. And I remember in this one call when you and Lisa were speaking about it, and, and Lisa made the joke of, like, you know, just for kicks, you know, <laughs> invite spirit in. And and you had a giggle, and I had a giggle listening to it as well, because, 
it is a prep, like you do have to be prepared for all of your stuff to come up. And, and so, yeah, Lisa, if you can continue on that sort of love bringing up everything that is unlike itself. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Bill, for coming on the call. I love listening to you also. And one of the things that I was thinking about is that a lot of people out there have partners that are not on a spiritual path. And so how do you invite the Holy Spirit into the relationship if the person you're with isn't open to it? And you just do it yourself, that you don't need your partner's consent or agreement to do this. And, like, one of the things that I've been doing recently, and I have no past reference for Jesus Christ, but all of a sudden, he's my guide. Like the the same man that walked the earth 2,000 years ago, the greatest healer that ever lived and still is with us now, I started acknowledging his presence as with me. And I realized he could do anything. He could go anywhere. And then I started cooperating with him. And one of the things that anybody can do who's in a relationship of any kind is – to, and you can call it Jesus, you can call it God, you can call it Holy Spirit, but that you see this presence as opening your partner's heart and mind and being with them and, and loving them and changing them and transforming them. And, and you are on your side of the fence over here doing your own work. So you're not trying to fix or change your partner or the person. You're simply saying, okay, now, Holy Spirit, change my eyes so that I can see the love that my brother, my partner, my husband, my wife, my whoever, my sister, my brother, so I can see them clearly. And so it really is where you have to trust that this person is going to step up to the plate or not. You know, it's like you're not even concerned anymore. And you just, you know, the question that you asked, Giovanna, was like, what do you do when you're in the conflict, like when these things Mm -hmm. come up? And what we do, it doesn't happen very often. I mean, it's really just, it just starts to go away. You just really start having a totally different experience. But there are, have been, I'm a Taurus. I am, I am very passionate. And when the anger was coming up, it was very, I don't know how to say it. I would just have to explain. <laughs> Did we get Bill back on the line? <laughs> oh, he knows. He was there. Like, I would just have these absolute angry outbursts. And, and it was like, who is this? And of course, in Miracle says that these experiences will come up for you. It's like somebody else is, is like talking through you. But in the moment, it's just happening. And, and I would just like leave the room. Like, I would just leave the room, and but what would happen is all of a sudden, there's the training. It's like, okay, center, okay, this is about me, this is my brother who I love. I'd start to ask, okay, let me see what I'm not seeing, and and so this peace would come over me again, and then we would meet, and it would be a whole new space. We would just express gratitude and love again. So to me, it's just like really just everyone's doing their own work and it just makes it very easy. Yeah, I love that. And it's, it is, it's taking, you know, it's taking it back to you and taking responsibility for yourself and your feelings and what's being triggered in you. And it is, it's kind of like, you know, you go to your corner, I'll go to my corner and, 
and really work the process. And I love that you use the word training, that it's the training, because, you know, even for for myself, it is a training that you have to undertake. And it's a training of the mind and it's a training of how am I going to be in this situation and and often you know when you are in the conflict and you aren't you know neck deep in it which I have been it is it is very difficult if you don't have the training and I think for me that's why personally it's become so important that I have the training and why I try and pass that on as well to others because you know it's like a boxer doesn't go into the ring without having gone to the gym for you know months and months at a time there's preparation there's training and it's the mind training. And, you know, an example of something that happened a few weeks back is, you know, I got really upset about something that uh, a friend of mine supposedly did, right? It was, you know, my perception and, and I was, you know, ruminating over it. And then I, I ended up seeing her and, and I realized I'm making up this whole story about what it means that she did this. Um, and I just, and, but I was really in it. Like I was in the emotion of it and I'm not, I don't remember which lesson it is in the course, but what came to me was, you know, I am willing to see this differently. Help me see this differently. And it was literally just in that willingness and that surrender to say, I want to see this differently that it just left, you know, it just left because it was just a story I was making up. And I think it's beautiful that, you, you know, I love the word training and that is what the course is. It's a training and I wonder if you can talk a little bit, I mean, you know, perhaps we should have done this at the beginning of the hour for people tuning in that aren't familiar with the course and what it is. And, you know, I remember years and years ago when the course was introduced to me, I was like, oh, my gosh, this thing looks like a Bible. I don't know. Like I was at the time I was very, you know, anti-religion. I had, my parents really tried hard to raise me Catholic, good Italian girl, but it didn't happen. And, you know, there was all this resistance to the terminology and all of that stuff. But if you could uh, touch a little bit about just the core basic principles, like what is the course and how can we use this as that beautiful word that you use, training Mm -hmm. for ourselves, for our minds, for our relationships? Yes, thank you. A Course in Miracles to me is a way to be happy. It is a map. It is a map with very specific detailed instructions your whole way out of conflict, sickness, suffering, and the hell. So it's it has a text, a workbook that has 365 lessons. You do the workbook in one year. You make a commitment to do one lesson a day, and you just do what it says. It has a manual for teachers, and it's written by Jesus Christ. It's written by the same mind that was in that man 2,000 years ago, and the mind never died. You know, people say, Jesus, he lives. Well, he does live. In 1965, he was able to get through a woman in New York City, Helen Shuckman. She was an atheist. She was a scholar. She was a scientist, a psychotherapist. I mean, she was she was somebody who had no interest in this material. And it really is showing you how you think as a human being. And the human being lives in fear. It lives in a place where it's just in fear. And it brings you back to the recognition and the awareness of your oneness with yourself, with God, with everyone. It brings you back to the truth with simple steps. So the reason I love A Course in Miracles so much is because I've always heard of people having these mystical experiences. Maybe they had a death experience and went into the light and or just had some awakening. 
And it never happened for me. I would pray to have a death experience. I, <laughs> I just wanted what these stories I've heard. We've all heard these stories. And and I would think, how how do I have that experience? Well, the course is guaranteed everyone has this experience. And, and so it's available. It's just a, it's a direct experience of your divine nature again. And once you have come into that recognition, miracles begin to happen. Like, you know, I was alcoholic, that disappeared in a day. I was a cigarette smoker. I was depressed. I was sad. I was in conflict. I mean, it was all those things that everyone is. And I started doing the work in this book, and it all disappeared. And so I'm I'm always excited just to come on and talk about it. And, and I just invite people just to really, just to see it for themselves. You know, not to believe what I'm saying, but just to say, hmm, that sounds interesting. And, you know, just to step in and allow yourself to have a new experience. Right. And it's not, you know, it's not a, it's not a religious thing. It's not like, you know, you can be any other faith or religion. It's not a, it's not about that. It's, it's just about this pure, pure content and, I love one of your one of your quotes from Gorgeous for God is that the light does the work. And so it's inviting the light in to do the work. So that's gorgeous. That's <laughs> beautiful. Awesome. I think too, like it's important just going back to the relationship idea is is the work is very practical. And when I could really feel in my heart I wanted to be in a relationship again, and I, I felt that I wanted to be married again. I didn't tell anybody, but I just thought, that's what I want. I'd love to have a partner that I can have fun with, that we just laugh and, and go places. And and I just thought, it's not possible. Nobody can put up with me because I'm... <laughs> I had this whole list of things of like, I, I just felt I'm not going to change myself. I, I'm not going to make myself small anymore. I'm going to always be the, this expressive, this powerful woman that I suddenly felt that I was as I was having this relationship with God. And, and But I still was feeling like, but all things are possible in God. Like there must be a partner for me. Like God says, I want to give you everything that's going to make you happy. And I thought that will make me happy, but it won't complete me because I'm already complete. And I made a list. I, I got a notebook and I made this list and it ended up being like pages of, it was just me having fun like a child. Like you remember when you were a child and you would just not try to do things correctly and all things were possible and you were an explorer and an adventurer and and you just did things for the fun of it. And so that's what I did. I just wrote this list of the kind of partner I wanted. And I was very detailed and very specific. And I had a great time writing that list. It was so fun. And I just and I, I got like halfway through the list. I made like fifty different entries and I just thought, this guy does not exist. This is a <laughs> fantasy list, and it, this guy definitely doesn't exist, but it doesn't matter. And so when Bill and I got together, a friend of mine knew about that list, and she said, I want go find that list. And I had to go out into a, the shed in the dark and go through these boxes, and I found that journal. And as we went through the list, every single one is Bill. 
It was like, wow, God, this is in it. So to me, I always just want to encourage people just to, to really get clear on what you want. That's what A Course in Miracles says. There's a section in there, how is healing accomplished? It says decide on the outcome you want. So you have to decide in advance on the outcome that you want and then let all other possibilities go and just get clear. This is what I want. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, and you know, it's just it always everything, you know, everything we're saying and everything we're speaking of is it just always goes back to, you know, the moral of the story here is, kids, <laughs> that it's the relationship to you and the relationship that you have to God. And it's getting that center of completion in line so that there is no fear of, oh, my gosh, what if we break up or, oh, this person's going to leave me or, you know, oh, they said this, it must mean this. And it's it's it brings you into such a place of fullness mm-hmm. and that love, joy and peace, really, that inner peace that you don't have to live in that fear. Because, I, you know, another um, quote that you mentioned, I think, in the call that you sent me yesterday that I listened to is, you know, if you're whatever you focus on, whatever you're in fear about, you're going to create. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's finding that inner uh, inner peace, I should say, that groundedness. And that really is the work. That's that's what we're here to do. Exactly. So for those of you that are listening, again, Lisa's book is called Gorgeous for God. You can get it on Amazon.com, either the Kindle version or um, as a paperback. I want to thank Bill again for popping on. And Lisa, thank you so, so much for your insight and your love and everything that you bring and, you know, in, on all of the work that you do for both of you and, and just contributing to this and coming on today and teaching us a little bit about the Course in Miracles and how really to apply this to, to our lives and, you know, to the thing that I think a lot of people hold dear, which is relationships and, and how to just improve that with ourselves. I just want to thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart for agreeing to be a special guest today. Oh, thank you. It's been so fun. Anytime. Thank you so much for tuning in and keep rising, everyone. For books and resources related to today's episode, make sure you head over to SheRisesPodcast.com and I'll see you there. If you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure you tune back in next week when I dive into more juicy topics to help make your life the best it can be. And hey, if you've enjoyed listening to the show and you love it, head on over to iTunes and leave me a rate and review and subscribe there to the show. 